0: Welcome on in to DZ On Screen, episode 426. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This is our uh, weekly news episode, in this case a little little earlier than weekly, but, um, eh, Jason has some plans. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna get the news together early.
1: Mm-hmm. It was our only recourse.
0: <laughs> so, uh, not only is my back still incredibly screwed up, as, uh... As we mentioned last week, uh, I feel incredibly old. Mm. Because even though. One becomes the other. Yeah. um, I don't care that it's not film news because I I feel like it is. I feel like it in a way is. Uh, (sighs) Batman, the animated series, is 25 years old. Mm. And I'm not one of these, you know, millennials who caught it in reruns on Toonami. I watched that, uh, I watched it, it. first run
1: yeah i mean doesn't that mean though that a lot of the people that are um you know in, involved in creating it were probably about that age when they you know really started working on it
0: about what age
1: 25
0: oh uh, hmm maybe i've never really looked into it
1: i am just thinking a lot of those people um must have spent like half their lives with this product in their in their uh catalog by now
0: yep and for some it's too long see <laughs>
1: bruce tim <laughs> yeah I mean, for others though, they're aging like fine wine. See, Kevin Conroy,
0: <laughs>
1: or uh, yeah, you know, Mark Hamill had a whole other thing going, obviously, before he signed on to this. But still, sure, you know, he's still snapping. I think he was like GQ something or other.
0: Sure, that's and hey, look, you know, okay. I know, I know a lot of our listeners are uh, are older than than we are, but um, I'm 33. I'm still grappling with it. I'm sorry. I'm not saying you guys are old. I'm just saying I feel old because the thing I love is 25 years old, right. and I was there for. Right. Um, you know, it's just the first real pangs of of the situation coming in on it. Yeah. This is a journey we're taking together. Hold my hand.
1: Yeah. While we selfishly moan about our age instead of celebrating 25 years of a wonderful product.
0: <laughs> well, that's the other that's the other uh, side of the coin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, you know, I, I mean, we could have taken this a lot of ways and just look what we did with it. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I think I, I think I'm the emotional equivalent of a Batman villain. Possibly. Me too. Yeah, I could see that. I take all of that creative energy and just turn it into something negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then eat my feelings.
0: But <laughs> well, yeah, Batman the Animated Series is an amazing show if you haven't seen it. What, why? Why? Why haven't you? Well, I have, a, I have a suspicion. Even if you did want to see it, apparently it's really freaking hard to figure out on some of these streaming platforms that it's on. Um,
1: Although I can't try something real quick that I, I was told about. Oh yeah? I'll be. What's happened? Amazon Prime has it at the moment. Mm-hmm. For um, Amazon Prime members, I believe it is a watch now situation. Oh, okay. Yep, sure is. I just clicked on it, and season one, episode one, on Leather Wings. It's on my... Mm. On my I've got to watch some weird ad about uh, fairy creatures first, but that looks playful.
0: Well, the thing is, though, is that I've I've heard a lot of, you know, there there are a lot of fan lists out there, and Eli Ophelder's is actually uh, turning me on to this notion, uh, because she's trying to watch it. We've had Dr. Steve of weird medicine, try to watch it and go like, what the hell is happening here? Because of the, the, the order that they are trying to show it in, Mm -hmm. uh, do they watch it in airing order? Should they watch it in production order? Um, then there are fan lists saying that like, neither of those are correct because of continuity errors. Like, you know, you're going to, you know, the only thing I can think of for Batman, the animated series is, you know, Oh, well you might see two face before, and then, like later on, see him as Harvey Dent before he becomes yeah. Two Face. Um, I'm just looking at it, and they're definitely not doing
1: it in in airing order. I mean, oh no,
0: airing order! Cat in the Claw was the first episode aired. Uh, yeah, September fifth, ninety two. Man, I was there. I was watching it. Yeah, um, which was yeah. risky. I know that you know.
1: Oh, it's all over the place too. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of glancing at it now. But anyway, yeah. Although it does say on Leather Wings, release September fifth. I don't know why. Did they run them the same night or something? Or do they have that wrong?
0: I think they have that wrong.
1: Hmm. I think they have that wrong. They might. It... They have another another episode listed for two days later. Hmm. Heart of Ice. Oh uh, no! Yeah, Captain Claw Part One. Captain Claw Part Two. Apparently a week after, with two episodes airing in between. This can't be right. This is madness.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> just can't. Yeah, Fox did exactly what they, they did with their best shows. They aired them out of order. <laughs> they did and all but, over the um,
1: place. If, if, uh, in, in a in a last pitch for um, this is actually a pretty good thing. Um, just looking at it, they've got Batman series one through four, which is uh, complete. No matter what order it's in, you can pick your order. I mean, you can if you have a good list somewhere you want to follow, it'll you don't have to watch it in order. Here, you know. Mm-hmm. It also has Batman and Mister Freeze, Sub Zero. Nice. It appears to have Superman the Animated Series season one. Oh, okay. Um, Superman cartoons, which looks like Fleischer. Yep, looks like the Flasher. Flasher cartoons are available on uh, Prime at the moment.
0: Yeah, and if you haven't seen those, you should probably watch those as a, as just a, if nothing else, an aesthetic precursor to Batman the animated series. Yes, uh, definitely. Just um, you know, thing,
1: uh, missed it was it. it, uh, it was one of the coolest things I remember when I was a kid watching that. It just, just looks bite, so
0: good. Just bite your lip with the racism. Just. It's, yeah. It's theirs. part of the history. Sorry. It's part, of, it's
1: part of what happened.
0: It was World War Two, man. Come on. Yeah. We know what happened then. Bad but, things. Um, yeah. <laughs> but apparently,
1: a lot of stuff uh, um, there. It's hanging out. I didn't know any of that. I, I'm excited now. I can just kind of turn on the sound in the background. I've been having to jump around and find it, too, because I don't have hard copies anywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the people that I've talked to, they know where they can find it. They just don't know what damn order they should watch it in. Mm. It's the frustrating thing. It is rough. Um, as a
1: rule, just don't watch any of the movies until you've watched other stuff. Start start from there.
0: Yeah. Make it like 20 episodes in before you watch Mask of the Phantasm. Or you could just watch it first. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter.
1: No. I mean, it, it doesn't. But...
0: Just watch Sub-Zero before you watch the new Batman Adventures. That's true. Anyway, I think we're going to jump into some other news. Some we should probably do that. Movie news. Uh They've released the first single from uh, Justice League, uh, Gary Clark Jr. and Junkie XL's uh, Come Together cover, The Beatles. Mm-hmm. You know that song.
1: I am a familiar, yeah. I um, kind of enjoyed that little clip. I haven't gone back to listen to the whole thing yet, see if mm-hmm. the, the song is good, but, you know, might be my favorite so far. I've only heard really like Soundgarden <clears throat> and Aerosmith and a couple, uh, I think like yeah. Godsmack may have covered them or something. I um, mean, it, it none sounds of them okay. Were quite. Quite right. I always hoped someone would do like another version of this, and it just may be one of those where the original's not going to be beaten.
0: Mm. I uh, I don't even really like the original very much. I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It, it's fine. It's 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 all right.
1: I it was just. I doubt you've ever like cringed when it came on the radio. <clears throat> What's that? I doubt you've ever cringed when it came on the radio and Oh no,
0: I have. And... I have. I absolutely have. Just went. Mm. For me, like that. That's. Come Together is the uh, is like for the Beatles what uh, Don't Come Around Here No More is for like Tom Petty. I'm just like, ugh, I have to listen to this again. Uh. <laughs> and then I go, oh no, I don't. I changed the channel. Um, yeah, it's just not one of my favorites. It's just uh, humdrums wrote for me. I'm just like, mm. Oh gosh, guys, you guys, if I feel like the Beatles just like sat down in a room and went, what should we write? How about the most Beatles song ever? Let's play upon all of our stereotypes. Like everything people expect from us. Let's do it in this song. That's what I feel like. And I might not may not be right about that, but this way it feels.
1: Um, yeah, I would definitely disagree. Okay. But it would take a very long time to <laughs> <I'd laughs> properly disagree with you.
0: That's fair. That's why I only listen to the last half of Abbey Road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I I to sum up my uh my my disagreement, I would say that I I would choke at the at suggestion that the song that starts Abbey Road is humdrum.
0: Hmm. I would uh, I would beg to differ. I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of begging. I'm just going to differ. That's fine. Save me <laughs> <with> the begging. <laughs> All right. Um. Send your hate mail to dc on screen at gmail dot com. <laughs> Uh, Suicide Squad 2, apparently, according to uh, sources, you know, those wonderful, infamous sources, Mm -hmm. has found a writer and director. Uh, It's being reported that uh, Gavin O'Connor, who did The Accountant, is going to be doing uh, Suicide Squad 2. I've never seen The Accountant. That's the movie that came out last year with Ben Affleck. Right. That, you know, kind of flopped and only got like a 51% over on Rotten Tomatoes and... Which I don't know why we keep suggesting means anything. I don't know. It's almost out of habit. Um, well, no. Uh, you know, I kind of feel like it's because you can expect Suicide Squad 2 to get as much shit as the first one did. Yeah, as I far know. as, like, clickbait, we're going to hear sure. a lot of stuff about how bad it's going to be. Um. And they're going to bring up the 50, 51% over on Rotten Tomatoes for Gavin O'Connor. They're going to bring up the fact that the accountant was kind of a flop. Yeah. Uh. So uh, that's gonna happen. Just letting you know. Yeah, sure. I've never seen it. Uh, I all think I know, um,
1: all I know about it uh, is the trailer did look okay, but it's not really a style of movie.
0: Yeah. You no, know, sit think, down for a lot. I want to say uh, Scott uh, Scott over at Squadcast uh, liked it. Mm. Mm, I want to say right. Uh, so here's the thing: if you guys are seeing a bunch of uh, clickbait saying uh, that Jared Leto is furious over the Joker. And over Leonardo DiCaprio, I've even seen some that are saying, like, Jared Leto and Leonardo DiCaprio are in a feud. Um, here's what's really happening. Uh, Jared Leto says, I'm a little confused, too. There are a couple of things happening in the DC world. I love the Joker. He's a great character and really fun character to play. But it's a big universe, and when you play the Joker, there's no ownership there. You have the honor of holding the baton for a little while and then passing it off. There, are, <laughs> There are other films that are in development, and I'm excited to see what comes from them.
1: Yeah, he sounds pissed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they even asked him if he was like, you know, still playing the Joker in subsequent movies, and he just said, "I think so." You know, I mean, what do you what do you want from the guy? Like, I don't think he's that pissed. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, nor is he in control. He said, "Like, yeah, I don't know, there's stuff happening over there." That's basically what he started with.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so <laughs> there are a bunch of rumors, um. Surrounding the Shazam casting, and uh, none of this is is uh, for real, but we can talk about it for a little bit, because it's kind of funny. Uh, that hashtag show uh, is basically saying that according to their sources, their magical sources, uh, John Cena of Wrestling, <laughs> which he's done some acting. Let's not throw him out completely, but... Uh, yeah. he's And he's a fan favorite for the role. I don't understand why, but... Because honestly, honestly, every time I see that dude, it gripes my ass. Like, every time. I don't like, know if it's that bad. And that, that, that internet meme, the Cena meme, is, like, you start watching the video, and all of a sudden, John Cena comes out, and it's like a whole thing, and it's like, it's it's the Rick rolling of, of our of our time here. I mean, mm. well, of 2017, I guess. 2016, 2017. <laughs> of, our, of our month. I was like, damn it, I was there for Rick Rolling. Back to being mm. old. <laughs> um... <laughs> so yeah john cena is apparently rumored to be uh, a front runner for the role as is joshua Sasse. i think Sasse. i I don't know uh he's of gallivant and um i wouldn't be opposed to him i don't know his work but he looks a little bit like henry cavill like enough like henry cavill that it would feel like shazam was a little bit of a ripoff which i feel like is important because you know I mean this this is what this kid wants to be, this is what Billy Batson wants to be. Superman. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I can see it.
0: Uh so yeah, they um there's also um a third guy, uh Derek Thieler. And um <laughs> apparently he posted he has posted a bunch of uh stuff on his Instagram, like a photograph of his own shadow with a superimposed lightning bolt on the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also, uh, followed David Sandberg, Jeff Johns, uh, Ben Affleck, Stephen Amell, Margot Robbie. There's been a lot of following going back and forth between all these people. Mm-hmm. So Derek, Derek Thieler might be a, might be a contender. He's certainly got the body type. I would hope they dyed his hair black cause he's like a blonde dude, but you know what? I don't care. Whatever. Um,
1: there should be like a term for that by now when there's a lot of following happening. Mm-hmm. hmm Like some sort of following storm or a uh, I don't know, grassroots following campaign.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so he was in Ninjack versus a the Marvel Universe. They formed a Fellowship. Yeah. yeah. He was a exo <laughs> man of war in uh ninjack versus the Marvel Universe. Um so yeah. He's also gonna be an Immortal Man apparently in uh the New Warriors show. So, that's a lot of Marvel stuff to be a DC person, but I guess it could happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's a lot of crossover with these things. I didn't read it, but I saw some top 25 or 15, I think it maybe was, um, Marvel characters who were in DC, and you didn't
0: know it. Yeah, Clark Kent was on there, right?
1: I, 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 like I said, I didn't look at it. One of the images was of Chris Evans. I thought, yeah, you're right. I don't know what DC thing he was in. I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, you got I me, headline. <laughs> All right, so um, good news, bad news, Aquaman rapped, they had a rap party, bad news, a crew member was stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. And I chuckle, because it's so absurd, not because he was stabbed, and also he's okay. He's fine. But, uh... And has
1: a hell of a story now.
0: Yeah, well, not even really, I mean, it's just a weird little blurb, uh... I,
1: you know, um. I don't know. It's a weird little blurb in the national news line, but in like in the the news line of him like meeting people and having stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I got stabbed after the Aquaman rap party. It's not a bad start.
0: Yeah, I mean that's really the story right there. I mean that's not even burying the lead at all. That's just the story. That yeah. <laughs> it's not even a start. Um, it at least gets yeah. you to the floor for a few minutes. Unfortunately, you don't need a few minutes because you're done. <laughs>
1: you can flesh it out with how that one guy came at you from behind.
0: i feel like a lot of i feel i feel like a lot of uh a lot of stories that start out with i was leaving the pub ends up with there was a guy coming at me from behind
1: right i didn't see the other guy is somewhere in that story
0: yeah so he was leaving a he was leaving a pub talking to some women after the party as you do Mm -hmm. uh this dude comes up to him uh they they describe him as confrontational Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah uh, so then the guy walked away And uh, like the fight had de-escalated The, the article says but Then he came back and then a second dude Come up from behind a, with a knife uh, So the dude was taken to the hospital And uh wasn't too bad He's been released already But three other people apparently sustained minor injuries <laughs> When they tried to like Take down the guy uh, But the attacker took off And uh, a 22 year old Man has been arrested For the assault now So, I I don't know. Yeah. I kind of wish there was... I feel like there's a lot more to the story that they're just not telling us. Like, you know, maybe the Aquaman crew member... Like, the Aquaman crew member was hitting on the guy's wife, or keyed his car, or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've become every adult I've ever known. Yeah. I'm like, well, what did you say to him? (laughs) Before he stabbed you, what did you do to him?
1: Nothing. Jeremy... (laughs) Keyed his car and I put my penis in his drink
0: (laughs) was it worth it, it totally burned (laughs) He wouldn't
1: have known, Uh, but when I keyed his car I wrote, I put my penis in your drink
0: My pee hole's all red now Mm -hmm. Burns Mm -hmm. Anyway, on (laughs) The listener feedback (laughs) This is gonna devolve quickly Mm -hmm. If it hasn't already
1: Yeah, it sure has Woohoo (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) Randall Smith Sends us an email uh, With the subject Witter woman He says Hmm. uh, Quote She puts a smile on my face The voice inflections And country references Remind me of childhood summers In Appalachian Kentucky Spending time with elderly relatives Whoever calls is at least My age or older I bet you never heard of looking for corn cobs when there was nothing else to clean with, smiley face, Randy. Uh, no, I haven't. I don't think I've heard of corn cobs to clean your ass with, Randy. But uh, I've spent some time with elderly relatives. I'm, I'm only thirty three. Now I'm going to try to reverse that old thing from earlier.
1: Right. I'm only
0: thirty three. Um, yeah,
1: you're just being more progressive mentally now. It's good. I'm trying.
0: I'm trying. Steps. I'm trying. Now that I've while you were talking earlier I got a subscription to Prevention magazine. Not that I just thought uh, you googled therapy. <laughs> um no, I've spent some time with some elderly relatives I uh I've heard stories of the outhouses and using different sorts of leaves to wipe with and I've
1: I've seen some In of some,
0: it. some instances stones, pointy stones, not jagged mind you. I mean, I,
1: um, I I have picked cotton on a relative's cotton field. Have you? Yeah, I was wee.
0: <laughs> um, Been yeah, to another relative's chicken farm. We do live in Alabama. Some of the some of the old old ways still kind of hang out in yeah. certain circles. And uh, yeah.
1: but even yeah. even even uh, at, at that level, they just called their outhouses trailers and sheds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't as limited um, as the previous use.
0: Hmm. But, yeah, so, um, I've been around it. I've not necessarily taken part of it. Um, but see, there's a, there's a positive for you, Witter Woman, if you're still listening. There's someone who enjoys you. Maybe she just took up their, uh,
1: their email accounts and... (laughs) (laughs) Made the magic never end.
0: Witter Woman, listener of one. (laughs) But, you know, uh, Dr. Steve has, uh, thrown in his, uh, his support for the Witter Woman. Mm. He was saying, like, the, the, uh... The after credits winter woman from last week was was his favorite ever or something, so I actually meant to write it down but I didn't but
1: uh but you did um paraphrase it, which is I did uh, a couple points
0: yeah uh I saw it after I'd already put away everything and went huh, oh, okay, and then I went to sleep so mm-hmm. <laughs> Sherman Smith over on Facebook says uh in relate in Actually, the next three are for our question about the uh, what DC movie you would like to see. Uh, we talked about that in the last episode with Eli Opelters of Stealing the Remote, a show mm-hmm. you should all go check out. But uh, Sherman Smith says Superman Secret Origin by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank because it's the best Superman origin ever. Um, that is a good one. Uh, Joseph White said Blackest Night. And Nate Lucas says Crisis on Infinite Earths. Thank you guys for responding to that.
1: Uh, I'll, uh, I know the second two are good calls. I actually don't know the first one. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I gather I should look into that.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the never-ending
1: to read list.
0: Yep. So uh, Dr. Steve lets us know, says, By the way, I'm still open for you guys to send me some questions, which I can answer on my show and give you the audio for yours.
1: Oh, yeah. That's totally happening.
0: Yeah. Um I have yeah. one question. We have one question in the bank right now. Um, I had forgotten. Honestly, I had forgotten about the we send him questions thing.
1: No, that was on my to do list I, when, uh, when okay. television started. It was. I was gonna. The only notes I was really gonna be making. Uh, they were. we were gonna be like, okay, your body can't do that. I
0: gotta call Steve about this. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I'd forgotten we were gonna do that. I was just like thinking, like compiling questions for the next episode that he comes and hangs out with us.
1: Oh yeah. No, we were gonna do another one of those too where we um maybe ask the the fans at some point, hey, uh, what would you like to ask Dr. Steve about uh then yeah. the last time we did when we did the crossover it was more like um superheroes kind of um ups and downs. We did we did a little bit of just uh kind of bullshitting about uh our, our past with the comics and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we did try to have some legitimate questions for him about like, uh you know Powers and the eligibility of some people, or you know how how believable certain things were.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of good feedback on that episode too.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean, if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to uh, let us know, you know, that we should do another one of those episodes, feel free to send us a, a question to ask him. Yeah, I um, mean, that'd be, be a good way to start banking enough questions to do it to, to get him over again. And um, the, my suggestion would be like, just if there's something you've seen someone do and thought, oh, nuh-uh, or. um maybe some superpower that you really wish was true and uh and believable and something that might happen you know
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: anything along those lines um yeah just any of the the medical aspects of something like we spent a ton of time on dark knight rises when we talked to it because there's a lot of parts in that movie that have medically questionable conceits mm-hmm. um and we wanted we wanted it verified that our uh, it, you know indignation at that movie was justified uh, and he was with us, except for one point, I think, um, which he did. If you have, if you haven't listened, gave some good advice on how to go back and watch the Dark Knight Rises with a, a slightly different take on kind of the end of that movie that makes a little bit of sense.
0: Hmm, I think I've erased that from my memory. I'll uh, have to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah, him,
1: him. Uh, he he kind of suggested that Bruce Wayne's. Spine injury was more psychosomatic than...
0: Uh, oh, right. I remember that, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Anything else? He did agree that uh, James Gordon would have died in the sewers.
0: Right, from sepsis. Of, uh,
1: from Yeah, from a variety of injuries. He would have sewage died from wo- body death. That's what he would have died from.
0: <laughs> Mainly bullet wound <laughs> being introduced to sepsis. Yeah. Just, just sewage water going into sewage a bullet hole. Sewage water wound, going into a bullet about.
1: hole. Yeah, um, yeah. That will get you 100% of the time, my friends. <laughs>
0: Alright, so that brings us to the end of the of the uh film segment. Uh now because there is strength in numbers, you should go on over to iTunes, give us a five star written review if you think we deserve it anyway. Uh we currently have an average of four and a half stars out of five with Thank fifty-six you. ratings. Uh I'd love to see that uh that number hit one hundred by the end of the year. And
1: uh we you have can a goal. do that for
0: us. Uh if you want to talk to us on Twitter, DC on screen. You can connect with us on Facebook as well and Instagram. Email us at dc on screen at gmail.com. Uh, or you can catch up with me personally at David C. Robertson. One word. Uh, if you want to call us, leave us a voicemail uh, for the show. We'll play at 205 259 6331. All right, so over to DCTV News, and we are going to get super spoilery on things. We're going to talk about stuff. That, I mean, if you haven't caught up on the shows, you. You're probably going to get spoiled somewhere along the way. Yeah, and I think they're all on Netflix right now. So you've got about,
1: I don't know, four weeks on average? Three weeks, maybe? I yeah, I don't think... It's not I long. Don't think,
0: I don't think Gotham Season 3 is on Netflix yet. Uh, that one, Yeah, that one may not be. But the CW
1: stuff, you get over there. Right. Get get over there. Get over there. All
0: right, yeah. So uh, for, starting off with Gotham, apparently Jim Gordon is going to be hunting Bruce Wayne this year. Um John Stevens was talking to DC All Access and he said in the first half of the season this year Jim Gordon is going to try to loosen Penguin's hold upon Gotham. He does that by forming an alliance with Sophia Falcone, who Crystal Reed is playing, and the two of them work together to basically try to dethrone Penguin. Sounds fine. Uh, then he says at the same time, Bruce Wayne is going to go out there and start operating as a vigilante wearing a mask. And then moving forward after that, Jim Gordon will rele- bleh, realize that the <laughs> vigilante is operating out there in Gotham somewhere. And he goes, I'm going to hunt this guy down. And we have Jim Gordon and a masked Bruce Wayne going to he- going head to head. That sounds boring to me. That sounds awful to me.
1: <laughs> mm, no, <laughs> not
0: yet. I've
1: liked a lot of, uh, Jim and, uh. Bruce's scenes in the series so far. So, give it that. Just give it that. And, I do and, give it that. that way out.
0: I do give it that. It just sounds like everything we've seen before. I
1: mean, not really. We haven't seen uh, Gordon specifically try to go after Bruce. And I, and I know he's not going no. after Bruce. He's going after the Vigilante. But still, yeah. it, it is part of their history that that's how their relationship starts. Is He's the clean guy who's gonna he, he's going to clean up Gotham City and then you know, the Vigilante's a criminal, too, and they kept have a coming to terms. That's a popular part of the backstory. I know. Or, shall I say, one of the popular backstories.
0: All right. <laughs> I don't know. Something about, even the Penguin stuff, That sounds kind of fine. You know, it's, but, you know, it's Gordon forming an alliance with Sophia, and then it's like, oh, wait, there's another guy, there's Bruce Wayne, he's a Vigilante. That just feels like Gotham. I think that's my main issue, is it feels like Gotham. Mm. <laughs>
1: But Gotham, you, you you know, it's a you-take-it-for-good-or-ill kind of thing. I know. Because there'll be one storyline that bores you for three or four episodes, and then they'll, there'll be, like, six where you're, you're, you know, every week we're like, fuck, they got it. They're doing it. This is fantastic.
0: Yeah. You and turn then, into Rick Sanchez. Like, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're pulling it off. They're pulling it off, Morty. They're pulling it off, Morty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're
1: going to do it. Uh, yeah. Now he's... It, Every now and then they have this run where you just you can't believe you ever qu- question the show, and then some decent storyline will wrap up, and you'll think, "Oh, what's next?" And then, uh, kind of the the last scene of of the episode from that arc, it'll it'll show something, and you think, "Oh, please, no, God, no!" And, but that's where you're going to go for the next three weeks.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, ugh. So I, I giveth uh. and it taketh, <laughs> but I ask yes. not
1: anything anything from it.
0: <laughs> I do. I do admit. You generally, I when I sit down and watch Gotham, I go, "Ugh, all right." Yeah. And I never know. Sometimes I, at the end of the episode, I was like, "Oh, that was that was dope." And sometimes I was just like, "Yep, that's about right."
1: Yeah, and I don't. I don't know why, but um, when Gotham started before we started the show, and uh-huh. uh huh, we would have you know we'd have weeks where um. I remember, like, uh, several times where me and you said, like, do you watch Gotham yet? No, I'm behind about two weeks. Yeah, me too. And then a couple weeks later, you watch Gotham yet? No, but I was finally going through tonight. It just amounted to, like, we'd be binging four or five episodes at a time occasionally, you know, just mm-hmm. catching up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes it was week to week, but most of the time it was like, what are you watching now? And then, I don't know, it was a shuffling pattern. Yeah. So um, the thing I kind of it, – it's so weird, though. Like, when you watch five episodes of something – Mm-hmm. If three of those episodes are kind of eh, and two of those episodes are are very much eh, oh god, and you just yeah. get like two good episodes somewhere in between, you just click mm-hmm. next, and I don't know why, I don't know why, but it doesn't affect you as much. It, at the I end of those five episodes, you that had a C minus average, you, you're like oh man, that's a, it's a B show. I mean, it's good, it, you yeah. know. I don't know what that is, but you it's like when you see a bad episode and you're watching it every week, you get to the end of uh, the end of that episode stinger whatever it is or proper close and if it's a bad one you just kind of shrug and go, oh, I've got to live with this for a week." It's like it hits you harder. <laughs> I don't know. You can't just click next I, and be like, "Maybe it'll be good
0: again." I don't know, man, because like when I'm streaming, when I'm most like binging a show, if like 3 of those are pretty mediocre and then like 2 of them are bad, I'm just like, oh, gosh, it's just not getting any better. It's like so much bad. Um, but then like if I'm watching it week to week, there's a certain element of oh, at least it's over for a week. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I've done that too, I guess. Anyway, I guess with the stream, with like the binging, I keep saying streaming, I'm streaming it anyway. Mm-hmm. I- with the binging though, I tend to, um, if it's bad, I will check out. I will start doing something else while it just plays in the background.
1: Yeah, that that has gotten me through a few shows that were just barely worth watching, but had some real bad moments.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just always listening for Bullock's voice, because yeah. when he says, i like, oh, it's Bullock, oh, let's oh, see well, what he has to say. Time to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> That Bullock. <laughs> ah. All right, I've done it a few all times. Right.
1: I think, it, it, to me, it's a little bit like uh, if you're a gambler, and uh, you, you, you get in there, and, and you spend all your money too fast, and then you mm-hmm. have to wait to come back. And wait and wait and wait because you know, like you you've got to build up enough money to finally go back to a casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you you just got in and out and it was it was like, uh, man, it's out too early. Now I'm mm-hmm. gonna wait all this time. That, that feels like week to week to me sometimes. Like, ah, uh, no. I gambled on that episode and I lost. <laughs> I can't go back to the casino for a week.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that.
1: Works the other way around though. When you get a really good win, you kind of ride on that little. I, it, maybe you're having a bad day somewhere in the remainder of that week, and you just kind of think to yourself, ah, "Man, Flash was good this week, though."
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is for me. It's like out of the like the six or seven shows we watch, there's usually one that was really decent, at mm-hmm. least enough to like make me like keep my brain act, you know active until the next week and like, you really yeah, chew on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How you? Uh,
1: I've had a couple of like really frustrating moments, and and just thought, mm. yeah, but I don't know what is going to happen with. With arrow, he's trapped. It's a good scene. Him and Josh Segura are killing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Whew. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm
1: gonna go back to work.
0: All right. Um. <laughs> over to Supergirl. Uh, gosh, they're talking about how they're gonna be exploring Kara and Alex's relationship. Uh, there's the sixth episode of the season called Midvale. They're gonna do a flashback. Well, they're gonna go back to their childhood home, and uh, they're gonna have flashbacks of a murder mystery that uh, from their high school days that shaped who they are in their relationship. Um, that sounds interesting. And that sounds uh, trite. I don't know. There's something it, about it that seems could. so sourced and stupid.
1: No, so I mean, it, it definitely could come across that way, but it's it's so, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's different. Like, a murder mystery in high school is not an episode of Supergirl normally, but if they did that really well and the themes were strong, that could be a strong episode. Couldn't be. It has, it has, I mean, it's got potential to completely tank, but it has potential to actually be a really poignant episode.
0: Yeah, and not only that, we're going to have to deal with the fact that they have recast younger Kara. Um, the girl that's been playing her all this time has moved on to some other show. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was because I had no interest in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they replaced her with uh, Isabella Vidovic. Uh, um, Isabella Vitovic, so I don't know. Uh, but Ivanoi uh, said, uh, you'll get to see through the way they interact, how their relationship started, when Kara first came to Earth, how it grew, how it became so close, and why they're so close nowadays.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on how strong the theme is and how well they play that. So I think you, if you do that, you can do some great character development. Yeah, okay, you I'm, could. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of really rooting for them on this one. It feels like they're... I'd like to think they're swinging for the fences and not just kind of writing uh, you know, a filler episode. But they've gone through the trouble of recasting it's it's maybe it's maybe they really feel it maybe they haven't maybe they have like a, a really good idea they're feeling good about
0: you know i um i feel like i've never had a problem believing that the danvers sisters were anything but i feel the closeness of their relationship in the show i don't need a flashback um i'm okay if we never get any more flashbacks of kara um It was kind of too much when they were like, hey, that kid in the back saw her do that thing from that flashback, and then he became a supervillain.
1: Yeah, Uh, that was a little too much, because I just didn't like that story.
0: And now they're solving a freaking murder mystery in high school? Come on. (sighs)
1: Stupid. They could do neat things with it. They could. I mean, they could... um... There's a a lot of complex maturity involved in uh, maybe the idea that... The slightly older sister knows how powerful the younger sister is. There's a murder mystery. Um, who knows who the murder is? I mean, it could be someone they really care about. So there could be some rage issues with her trying to temper Kara a little bit and say like, "No, you can't use your powers." Like that. That might be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's more of a uh, Kara gets blamed for it kind of situation at first, and and um, you get to see like her older sister protect her, and and I, you could do neat things with it. I think. Yeah, you could. But the idea that um, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold out hope for him until I see the episode. Now. But yeah, the, I- the idea though that like the older human sister was the um, I don't know the 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 protector of of that group of siblings mm-hmm. for as long as she was. Um, there's got to be something neat back there.
0: Maybe we'll see. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg is saying. Uh... He says, Kara and Alex are at the center of it through all four episodes of the crossover. One of the things we've been doing a lot this season is getting back to season one and really making it Danvers sisters centric. So a lot of what's going on this season is Kara and Alex doing things in tandem and the crossover won't be any different. Um, like I said, I'm fine with them being a big thing in Supergirl. Um, I don't know about high school murder mysteries, but I like I like the, the the relationship the characters have. Not sure I want to see it for four episodes of a giant crossover.
1: I don't know. I if I build on my optimism and say I think they may. I have a suspicion someone has a good theme they're working on for the murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And if that theme can expand itself into well, what are we doing this season? You know, season like is it um you know is it building or destroying a relationship between two siblings or which we are. Which way are we going with it in general? If they make uh, kind of a nice emotional arc for those two characters across the season, Mm -hmm. I guess across the first half probably. Because if the crossover is in the first half, and it is. um, So I don't know exactly where that story culminates. But um, it it could be a nice thing if if they can pull off uh, a relationship that's got a cool thematic base and a cool premise for that half of the season. Admittedly, Kara and – well, both Danvers basically are Mm -hmm. kind of fan favorites. They both yeah. kicked a lot of uh, fan ass in their own right, and I was just kind of curious about how they're going to make. It's almost. It, did it? By the way, did it not sound a little bit like they were almost apologizing for last year? They're like four part crossover, and then Kara was there <laughs> at, with a little bit of company, but it was just basically a Supergirl got hugely written out, or not written out, but uh, hugely ignored. And then um, this year they're like, okay, it's four part. I promise, even Alex and Kara are the main thing.
0: I don't know. I mean maybe, probably. I mean they have kind of it seems like they have kind of apologized for that they, in the past at least.
1: They have the their wording has indicated that yeah, I thought we um back on a lot far on that.
0: Alright, so you're doubling down on your positivity kick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I can bail on that now, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you're bailing on the positivity kick now. Yeah. I thought you were doubling down on it for the crossover.
1: <laughs> no. Um, I'm doubling down on optimism, but it will fade before the crossover fares, I'm sure,
0: or actually airs. I'm sure. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm a little dubious as to how well they can do these crossovers. I'm a little dubious about a lot of things with these guys. Certain shows. Like I trust the Flash generally. Uh, you know, we had a great season of Arrow, but I'm 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 not sold. Mm. (laughs) I mean, you know, no no one get upset. I'm still buying all the Blu-rays. I'm. I'm even even buying the Legends of Tomorrow Blu-rays, and that show's awful. Yeah. Not as bad as Vixen, but hey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Vixen's going to be kind of our... uh... Is that going to be Mystery of the Batwoman for us? What's that? Is Vixen going to be like Mystery of the Batwoman for us in Uh, in this canon?
0: No, because Vixen so far hasn't been... uh... It hasn't been that problematic in terms of continuity. Um Right now, I'm going to point at legends for that role. Mm. I mean, I say all this stuff with, you know, excitement that the stuff's coming back. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but still. All right. So, over the flash, uh, Daniel Panabaker, uh, Caitlin Snow has said that season four takes place about six months between the end of season three and the beginning of season four. Um, I don't know what that means, but I, I don't know. How would season four take place then? Anyway, um,. <laughs> they say the time jump is is not only going to show team flash for trying to protect central city in the absence of uh of the the flash but uh panna baker says that the time jump will also address the absence of julian albert uh so yeah that's interesting yeah uh and andrew Kreisberg is saying that barry and iris are finally going to get married this season and then it's going to be can they stay married with everything that's coming up against them I, I really don't want them to do a thing where they're you know constantly threatening to divorce them
1: yeah that would bore me a little bit i um would prefer and look at me wanting to double down on things all day today I would prefer they double down on
0: <laughs>
1: no they're married they're a team now mm-hmm. so like every time mm-hmm. barry does something um i I wish they would kind of make Candace's uh, uh, Candace, uh iris's relationship with barry more like barry my husband could do this get out there yeah. It, uh, none of the and she she has shown a lot of signs of it, especially this season, where she's she's more like, no, no, you're you're the freaking Flash, you you can do this. I believe you, I trust you, I mm-hmm. love you, you'll be fine. But being the kind of the 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 brave standby that gives him you know courage to go do something, it's it, that's been wonderful. Like Iris really worked into her own, being the like his uh, his best speechwriter, I'll call it. Yeah, but um, yeah. I don't want him to double. I, I don't want to double back and and be like. We're married now Barry. We have a we've started a family and I just wish you weren't in danger all the time and like they've shown yeah. progress there. I don't want it to I don't want that revoked.
0: Yeah. I'd love for her to become a reporter again though. That'd be cool. I don't need Iris to just be a cheerleader for the Flash. Yeah, she probably needs constantly nursing his inexplicably sour uh self-esteem. Sure. <laughs> Go reporter thing, lady. Go back to school or
1: something. Anything. Uh, I mean, you're right, you're right. I could I could handle her having a uh, a 40-an-hour occupation that's not... Yeah. Being great at what she's doing, by the way, but and being a, a genuine help to Team Flash, but like, you'd like her to have a, her own storyline a little bit.
0: I wish Agency was a thing that you could buy tangibly and so I could send crates of it to Iris and, uh, and Thea. I
1: know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they both did get
1: better last year.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Iris had the whole, like, I'm-gonna-die thing, so I don't blame her for not being a reporter proper, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, uh, whereas we would like to send send them crates of agency, um, in the years before, we were hoping to send them shiploads.
0: It has gotten better.
1: It has gotten better.
0: It has gotten better. But it's not there yet. Uh, So this cracked me up. crack away. (laughs) Um, Mark Guggenheim was talking about Legends of Tomorrow. He says, people, places, and things have been displaced. Uh, They talk about Julius Caesar roaming modern-day Aruba. Um, Apparently Guggenheim wants to bring Genghis Khan storming 1980s Wall Street. And Guggenheim says the approach was to take everything that worked last year and double down.
1: Yay, we have a theme.
0: (laughs) Go further, make it zanier. He says, last year we lived maybe five inches from the Jump the Shark line. Now we're two inches in front of it.
1: I have never... Heard that in my life.
0: Now, Mark Guggenheim, this is this is basically I what have I have never call heard this. a
1: producer say before a season even aired that This show is close to have, jumping the shark, guys. <laughs> we have been toying with the shark hard. We're hard flirting with it. At this point the shark either wants to fuck us or fight us. But we're that yeah. close to its
0: face. I don't think you know what that phrase means. <laughs>
1: <laughs> breathing breathing down the shark's neck.
0: Oh. I would of course disagree with Mark Guggenheim. I would say they jumped the shark a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Which well, may still be true, but now they've found shark. a greater wider shark.
0: No, you know what? I think I'll I'll think I'll 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 place my flag in the sand at George Lucas.
1: Um well, it the specifically the the spot of land you're putting it on the the single three-leaf clover in which you're going to break ground has got to be when he says, like,
0: I want to be a director!
1: And saves the the world, right?
0: Uh, no, I place it before that when they're in the trash compactor. No, like, that's, oh, that's it's so on the nose.
1: Oh, I know, it's so on the nose. But then, uh, same scene when he's saying, like, I want to be a director! and
0: it, I know, it's, it, it's the same um, scene, but it just, it just came earlier for me. Where I right, was so our like, compromise oh, okay. is
1: when they got in there, that's when you broke ground. And and, yeah. and I'm just talking about screwing that poor clover deeper and deeper mm-hmm. into the earth.
0: Yes, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if it had
1: only had that four leaf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So they're making uh much ado about the vigilante over an arrow. Sure. Um. And they they've, they've been saying that uh, each of the villains is going to be matched with someone on the team, like Anatoly with Oliver, Black Siren and Black Canary. And they said the same can be said of Vigilante. Stephen Amell says, I know who he is. I'm not going to tell you who he is, but I will tell you Vigilante is a villain. If you want to call him that for a member of the team as well. Um, As a general, uh, as a rule, I'm not a fan of mystery characters uh, who, when you take the mask, the audience goes, wait a minute. I've never seen that person before in my life. I'm probably not spoiling anything by saying whoever's underneath the mask. You've seen that person before, says Mark Guggenheim. So kind of dig it. Yeah,
1: kind of dig all that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm down with all that. I'm down with all of that. That's fine.
1: I mean, I like that um, he gets bored with, Aha! I'm a person you've never seen before. Now sit back for two minutes of exposition after the commercial break.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, kind of placing a villain, having a villain per uh, per hero, every hero having their own villain in the season, kind of, I understand it because, um, you know, you kind of need something for everybody to do. But it feels a bit hackish.
1: No, I mean like, it, to me it feels like they're just kinda upping the ante. Where the it's, it's
0: you know, like maybe Curtis shouldn't have a villain this year, per se, like a tangible, like real person villain. Maybe he should just, you know, deal with the fact that he wants to run around the city in tights fighting crime as opposed to having a life with his husband. Uh, you know, uh
1: Yeah, I mean that and you know they can definitely deal with that. But when they say that they're gonna all have a villain, they don't necessarily mean at the same time. I'm kind of hoping that it's I sporadic. I figure for like the first half of the season, there are hints and maybe a couple people deal up front with theirs, and then
0: mm-hmm. second
1: half of the season, it, it it's less hints and more directly like, oh my god, we have our own um, injustice society to deal with. You know, I, I I'm hoping it's you something... see
0: that's the but that's the part that I'm sort of sort of going no, I don't want that.
1: <laughs> no, like a, like their own crime syndicate kind of situation. I
0: I, I understand the uh, the concept. I just don't really want that.
1: I'm I'm, I'm Kind of digging it as a as a finale, but I want you to earn it. Obviously, it, like I would like to see Curtis deal with his, um, you know, choosing to um, basically abandon his partner for this
0: situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm just thinking, like you know, in terms of you know how you if you tell like a like a super big Marvel fan mm-hmm. that uh, Obadiah Stane was a shitty villain in the first Iron Man movie you know, at least a really thoughtful Marvel fan is going to go, well, he wasn't the real villain of Iron Man. Tony Stark was the real villain of Iron Man. He was fighting himself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is true. It's absolutely true. Uh, and a better take on it. And fair.
1: And I think uh, probably something Favreau would agree with.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) but you got to have an Obadiah stand for, you know, people who don't understand like subtext and, uh, that's fine too, it's just, you know, I kind of want more, I really dug the character development and the character arcs that were happening in season five, I don't need a villain for every single character. No, but, um,
1: to, I mean, to see you your know. point though, like, Prometheus was a great example of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he he really was the instrument through which Oliver fought himself over a period of time.
0: And the bit where Oliver, like, broke and admitted that he liked killing, Yeah. that was my favorite Oliver moment.
1: That was the best acted Stephen Amell moment I've ever witnessed.
0: Yeah, that was great.
1: Yeah, I, that was that was oh, that was good.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, the the idea is definitely got potential. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty just...
1: excited about it. I hope they I hope they do a good job. But I think they have they've done a pretty good job with subplots and uh, you know making sure that thematically they match up with the uh, the main thing. I I think they've got it. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right. I uh I I hold out hope for all of these things, obviously. Sure. Um,
1: <laughs> it's September, the season of hope.
0: Right. So, uh, Guggenheim says we're doing a cool two-parter, but the flashbacks will be from Slade's perspective. Excited about that. He mm-hmm. says it's very much a Slade Oliver two-hander. That again two-hander. I don't think you know what that means, Guggenheim.
1: Stop There's saying first... weird
0: stuff. <laughs> two-parter
1: That's... would suffice.
0: It sounds like they're jerking each other off. <laughs>
1: I, well, and maybe he just thinks it's like boxing, where he's like, I'm get you with one hand, I'm going to get you with the other hand. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, he thinks it's like jabbing the hook. Uh. It's fine if he pulls it off. I, you know, as an audience member, you want a jab and a hook for two episodes straight. That'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Googs says we basically showed the audiences at the end of season five that the Mirakuru is out of Slade's system. Now we're dealing with him. Uh, With a Slade Wilson who is sort of in possession of all of his marvels. But to me, what makes the character so interesting is he's never black or white. He's never pure good or pure evil. He is complicated. It's not that he's beyond redemption. It's that you never know what you're going to get with him. Um, The tracks. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting and kind of makes me feel like um, we won't be seeing Joe over in the DCEU as uh, Deathstroke (laughs) anytime soon. Because, uh, and I haven't heard anyone else actually report on this as what this means, but Guggenheim was talking about why they didn't have Deathstroke on Arrow for so long. And he says it was actually a function of, DC controls these characters, and we went through a period where DC was like, we've got plans for Deathstroke that don't involve Arrow. That changed at the end of the year.
1: Mm. Again, that tracks. Yeah. I mean... What was it, Joe Monteneglio? Man Manello.
0: Manganello. All
1: right, Joe Monticello, when he was doing his early <laughs> interviews, he was very insistent that, like, oh, I'm looking forward to it, I've been taking classes and sword fighting. And then that eventually waned to, like, yeah, we'll see. hmm And then that became no interviews. Mm-hmm. Which I was sad about. That, I really liked that guy.
0: Yeah. So, um... Now, Wendy Miracle told TV Align we have this amazing story that is going to tie in with Oliver's dealings with his own son as he helps Slade find Joe Wilson. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be finding Joe Wilson, so I guess uh, the com- the Arrow comics are not canon, guys. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I mean, you know, I've seen enough Expanded Universe stuff to know that it wasn't going to be canon for long.
1: <laughs> I hadn't kept up at all, but...
0: Like, if they, you know, like they did this little, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was like season 2.5 or some shit where they like went back and showed what happened with that, with his son. And, uh,
1: yeah. I think they had a 1.5 for Flash around the same time.
0: Yeah. That's why I don't read those. because I just don't believe that this is going to be true. I don't know. There's been a couple of, uh,
1: what was it? Supergirl and Barry that were going to get novels. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. Um, I think it was those two. Uh, It was several weeks ago.
0: All right. So they have cast, uh, Jericho or, uh, Joe Wilson. And it's going to be, uh, do, do, do. Where's the guy's name? I had the guy's name right here. I swear.
1: <laughs> Maybe he's already been recast.
0: How did I not put his name down? That's sad. Oh. I must have been really sleepy last night.
1: You normally are.
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. I'll find it. It's a guy who was on Lucifer. They're like, Lucifer alum. And I was like, who did he play on Lucifer? I don't recognize the dude. Yeah. And then, uh, he was, like, on one episode.
1: <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah. Let's throw in a what? guy from one episode and say, DC alum.
0: Yeah. Liam Hall. Yeah. Liam sorry. Hall. Liam Hall. Uh, they're describing him uh, as such. The son of one of Green Arrow's greatest foes, Joe Wilson, has followed in his father's footsteps by joining the secret Australian military agency, ASIS. After years of brutal combat, Joe now finds himself in a remote Kaznian prison under the alias Kane Wolfman, fighting for his life. So mm. Mar- Marv Wolfman and you know Gil Kane, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, though if it was the if, <laughs> it's the writers of this show, so they it was probably Bob Kane because they just made Arrow Batman here. But <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> habla habla. I'm interested to see what they do with it.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm staring at his face right now. And I have no idea where I saw him on Lucifer. Yeah, me either. It could have been anything from the major guy that episode to waiter. I don't know.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, man. So over on Titans, they've, they, they're they getting right along in the casting. They have uh, officially cast Alan Richson as Hawk. Um, so I guess that probably means Alan Richson won't be Shazam, for those of you holding out hope. Mm-hmm. And uh Minka Kelly as Dove. I am I'm am ridiculously excited about Hawk and Dove being in the show. I don't even know why. I just am.
1: I'm not sure why either. I mean, there are am. <laughs> but I've never been super excited about them. So um I just hope you're right.
0: Oh, I you know, I don't know. Like <laughs> sometimes I get super excited about things just because they're so obscure and for some reason it feels like we're winning. Like I remember I walked into a Walmart And the DC Universe Classics line Of uh, action figures From Mattel uh, Were were out on the stands at that point Uh, on the stands Out in in just retail stores And I walk in and I look at them And they have a hawk and a dove And I was very excited about that I've never been a huge fan of the characters They're fine, they're awesome But I mean, you know, they're not my favorites But I was so excited about them
1: there's a, a, a huge category of people that I've never been excited about, but I've never turned them away either.
0: Yeah. That day I bought a Dove, a Hawk, and a uh, Professor Zoom action figure. Why not? So, well, it's freaking reverse Flash. How you not? How you yeah, not? Sure, sure. How you not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you gotta have, have someone st- to stand ominously behind your Flash action figure.
0: I just have him standing next to my Johnny Quick action figure. <laughs>
1: That's even more ominous.
0: Uh, over to some listener feedback uh, for the uh, television news. Uh, Sherman Smith posts on Facebook: I could forgive some story flaws if the characters are done well. That means I'll be watching the next season of Flash and Arrow, but probably not Supergirl or Legends. That's <laughs> gonna make it. Ter- that's gonna make it tough during the crossover, Sherm. It gonna- is
1: gonna make it tough. That's my only my only warning to you is you are making that that's a risk you're taking
0: mm-hmm I want you Other to know that, that
1: I do kind of understand
0: I do too there's like it. you know i i wasn't even gonna say it or talk about it but like the super big news that they've been talking about on legends uh, for this week is that Mick is afraid, afraid of clowns uh, that is such a boring trope now like yeah, ah, this this big guy this big guy who has a gun he's real tough but he's afraid of clowns <laughs> We're so Yeah,
1: blabber. it's in the no. been done category
0: Oh my lord! Has it been done? Very hard. They're so proud of themselves for it. Like I just want to hit them all so much. I know. Well, not hit. You know, just lightly tap with a newspaper and go. No. What (laughs) did you do? What did you do? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Andrew Getzey writes to us on Twitter. Says, "Oh, stop whining about death non permanence." John Berriman could hardly would hardly be the most egregious. He was off screen and has mystery powers. Oh, Andrew, Drew, Drew, Drew. Can I call you Drew? Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't care if it's Barrowman or not. I don't care. Like, it's like, uh, what's what's his name? Max Landis pointed out that when Superman came back from the dead, uh, in the death and return of Superman, he basically killed comics. Or, sorry, killed death in comics because suddenly everybody started returning from, from death. Oh, Superman came back. Everybody can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think the important thing here is that, yes, you know, it's it's like what Joss Whedon said. All right? You you give the audience what they need, not what they want. Um, I need for death to matter. I need for the stakes to matter on these shows. So, yeah, I like John Barrowman. No, I don't necessarily feel like the entire time his character was done enough justice in the writing. I I, I kind of feel like he, uh, he kind of wafted and waned and they just brought him in willy-nilly at times. Um, and then there are other times where we were like, Why isn't Malcolm Merlin here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should be. So uh that's that's not Berriman's fault, but uh you know, I know he has mystery powers. We know he's the magician. Uh but he, and you look, they've even talked about it. It seems like he's gonna be coming back in time travel, you know, whether it you know it's probably gonna be like, Oh, a past version of Malcolm Merlin, that's fine. But it's not going to feel like it has any his death is not going to have any damn resonance because we're not going to get a break from him. We're not going to, you know, like, I actually like how they've, they've handled Tommy. I'm actually really like, they showed him like once or twice since he died. And it was always like in a flashback and you go, Oh, Tommy. And then we move on and we don't see him again. Uh, he, but it just seems like now, like if they kill somebody, they just bring him over to legends of tomorrow and have them running around in time.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: I just don't want that. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not whining about it. It's just stupid and sucks from a storytelling standpoint. Just yeah. takes away, uh, you know. Oh, death, where art thou, sting? Yeah. You know, yeah I mean, <laughs> if, if you
1: mean that we've repeated it a few times and stopped repeating it, I, I that makes more sense to me. And I see how it could come across as whining. It's just that they keep doing it, so we keep repeating that it's a bad idea.
0: Yeah, and uh, we, I think the only times we've actually whined. A, About it recently or in response to Andrew Getze, who keeps saying that, who keeps whining that there needs to be more John Barrowman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Andrew goes on to say, or Drew goes on to say, too bad about the recaps, so you're just going to skip episodes, but the mid-season and finale. Gee, I couldn't do that, but I have mild OCD. Me too. That's part of the reason it was so hard to to decide that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but, uh, we're not actually just going to watch, to be clear, we're not just going to watch mid-season. We're going to keep up with these shows, but yeah, the we'll timing within them. a week meant we can't talk about them every week. Yeah. And I, and I do mean literally, like, like the timing coming up as the shows have, have been slotted now and with the additions, Dave and I will not physically be able to get on a phone and talk about the shows every week, much less yeah, record. Yeah. Just much less do all of long.
0: the all of the back end of creating even one more episode.
1: Yeah. Just the the timing, the scheduling is impossible. Uh, yeah,
0: just uh, he, but he also, no, we are
1: going to actually watch everything before yeah. we deign to do a mid season recap of a show after watching the mid season finale. Yeah, alone. and that's how
0: we started out. That's how we started out doing it. So it, yeah. actually, I think we just did season like a couple of seasons at a time. Um, and and to be fair and clear, again, you know, if we get to a point of this show where we're doing this where we can sustain ourselves full time while doing this, if this becomes our full-time gig, we'll absolutely do every episode. <laughs> I, yeah. would, I would love to do that. That'd be fun. But, uh, yeah, no, not right now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he says, uh, thanks for the plug. Anyone interested, but don't want to pay can contact me. I'm willing to email my best work if they'll read it. I'd happily be a third and do recaps with one or the other of you. Cause I follow everything obsessively, but no one wants to hear that. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think either one of us have that kind of time. No. Anyway. Um, so yeah, man. I'm sorry. No. Um, as I have said, because of struggles in ancient Thanagar, you should go over to iTunes and give us a five star written review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have that average of four and a half stars out of five with fifty six ratings, and we really want to get that uh, to one hundred by the end of the year. So. Uh, there's that reminder. We are over on Twitter at DC on screen. We can hit us up at Facebook, DC on screen at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a voicemail. 205-259-6331. Do you have anything else for us, Jason?
1: No, no, I, I think you got it.
0: Yeah. Happy right. New Year's. Well, <laughs> we are DC on screen, proud members of the Giants' team up network. We love you guys. Uh, leave us feedback and, uh, We'll see you in a little bit over a week. Is that right? Did I say that right? Over a week? Mm, yeah, it's going to be a little over a week. Well, yeah. I was just wondering if I said that right. The words felt weird. They felt foreign coming out of my mouth. Mm.
1: I'm going to use yeah. a phrase that still feels foreign to me, but I learned it recently.
0: Monday next. Oh. Monday next. Which is right.
1: apparently different from next Monday.
0: Yeah. So, sorry, Dr. Steve. It's going to be a little bit of a wait for your fix. But, uh... Yeah. And... uh <sighs>
1: Gotham premieres in like twelve or eleven days or something from where we are uh-huh. right now.
0: I don't know. Let me see. Uh huh. Um, but the was it the 18th? I have no idea. Eh, let's find out. I might actually re-download TV Time and try to figure out how I screwed it up last time, so where it was like giving me notifications for like Duck Dynasty.
1: Mm, no, you can't. Can't have that happening. No. Yeah, 12 12 days. Um, and I had the. F- I really have a feeling that something physically impossible will happen very early on in Gotham. So it may be no more than 13 days before we're calling into Dr. Steve's show with questions. <laughs> that that could be a thing. I mean, especially, like... I mean, Scarecrow's gonna be a villain, and, and Fear Toxin... Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, from what I know, it, I guess it's maybe possible, but... Wow. That's rough. That's all
0: right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh... Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen.